When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome back to Stargate Twig, otherwise known as Stargate Tactical Weapons Integration Group, only on thisweekingeek.net. I am the Gate Master. I control the Stargate. I am Mike the Birdman, but I'm not alone as I travel across the Milky Way galaxy in search of new life and new civilizations, but without phasers. I'm joined by my good friend and co-host from thisweekingeek.net. Alex playing Dr. Bob. And the host of this anime podcast, it's Ken playing Sarl. And from the usual Twig Sunday funnies, which we really should do more of those in the new year, but screw you schedule, from Saskatchewan (laughs) itself. JT from Saskatoon playing Lieutenant Carter Hall of the Canadian Armed Forces. And finally, a former member of the Canadian Armed Forces and my next door neighbor, mountain man and all-around zombie defense survival guy. It's Liam playing Ringo. That's right, guys. So we are back with our two Unas. I can't remember the name of Ken's species and Carter, the lone human. (laughs) Oh, and the NPC, which I will be playing as Captain Selena Rodriguez, the pilot of this group, but has no vehicle. So she's just here and she's gotten her ass kicked by the strange new Jaffa Tiger Guards and the mysterious woman who seems to be with them as well. So when we last left our players, they were in the underground facility of the Formi and the uh, Elder Cha, who seems to speak for their people. And uh, from last time, we found out that the group that has been hiding in this underground facility is only numbering at about 500 of them. And a lot of them are in cryogenic sleep. Not all of them, though. Some of the families and some of the elders, as this is kind of a unique situation. As these people were at war um, 
up until fairly recently. And uh, obviously Civil War is not a good thing. There's a, there's a caste system here. All sorts of things you can read into, but they've decided to unite against the forces of the Guald, who are being led by a person named Charmunda. And uh, unfortunately, the surface of their planet is deep within a nuclear winter, which evidently their weapons against the Gwald did not work as effectively as they wanted them to. So we find ourselves once again face to face with Cha, and he says, we'll help you in the best way we know how. But if we're going to do that, you have to get us out first, meaning the Council of Elders representing the three different castes of the worker caste, the soldier caste, and um, the civilians, so to speak. So he wants the 1% out first, and then maybe they'll come back for the rest of the people when the planet can be secured. So what are you, my Stargate crew, going to do? Uh, Quick question, Mike. You mentioned last time that Carter had some vague recollections of being in the off-brand back to tank and that a sample was taken from, does, does he remember whereabouts that sample was taken from? Uh, somewhere in his mid back, something was taken from him, but also when he was attacked by the tiger guards and the woman that was with them, something was injected into you during that time, during that particular battle. And, uh, what was the leader's name again? Cha. Cha. Uh, Carter kind of rubs at the, say, the small of his back, and he looks at Cha and says, I don't know exactly what happened, but was something taken out of me and then put back in? Because it feels like something was taken out of me and then put back in. He says, our scientists do not know. Those who have been attacked by the strange Gwald typically don't survive you would be one of our first survivors so when we get your medical when we get medical results back from you i'm sure our scientists will have something to share but i myself do not know as that is beyond my personal understanding he looks at dr bob is like i'm pretty sure you're going to want to look at that I'm sorry. So, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of a funny response, but I don't have one. So that made me laugh. <laughs> so um, you, since Carter has come out of the discount back to tank, he is back in his Stargate um, uh, equipment, but where he would have been injected would have been probably on his, I think I mentioned it was in his neck. Or back or something. He said back, but I mean, Carter wouldn't have a problem, you know, pulling his vest off and rolling up his shirt to see if there's anything there. Do you wish to do any kind of medical examination? Yeah, yes. He vigorously nods his head. Yes. It looks like a pepperoni. <laughs> um, so if you look at the, uh, are you going to examine him? Dr. Yes, Bob? Yeah, okay. Yes. Doc, Dr. Bob stand, stands and pulls his, his stethoscope out, even though okay. that's probably not necessary. <laughs> yeah. So you look at the wound on Carter and it seems it looks like kind of motted green. It looks like a bad bruise, but it looks like there's something underneath it. Like it looks like it's starting the spider web out into something else. Like it looks not infected or anything, but it looks not quite right. In my medical opinion, ew. 
Yeah, definitely in your medical opinion. If you want to roll that. Yes, I can roll that. Let me see. What can I roll for that? I have. That would be. Medicine? I was going to say, would that be medicine or would that be insight maybe? Um, You could roll either or, whichever's higher. They're both, actually, they're both plus four. So that's fine. Okay. I'll roll that. So give me one second. Uh, Dice don't fail me now. Oh, shit. Nat 20. So that's 24. Oh, thank Christ. Okay. So looking at the wound site and kind of probing it with some of the medical knowledge you know of the Tari, aka humans, definitely some kind of a foreign body has been introduced. You knew that already. You would likely guess there's something still in his bloodstream. Um, judging by the way it's interacting with his body, it's something that is definitely irritating the skin, definitely something that's irritating has, the injection site. Has it, is it behaving differently or does, does it appear to be behaving strangely since he's come out of that chamber? Um, it like, seems... like, 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 is it, is it affecting, is it reacting to the healing process? It seems to be the only part of his body that isn't healing in the accelerated nature that the healing fluid would have. So this seems to be the only part of his body that isn't natural healing. In fact, it seems to be like the process has been um, slowed down in some way. Uh, okay. Uh, Give it to me straight, Doc. I yeah. need to... Sp- you can to... ask any advanced medical questions, and I'll answer to the best of my gate master knowledge. Do we have a spork? Anybody have a spork? Or you see Carter's head snap up. He's got this frightened look. Why do you need a spork? Just, Horse surgery. Just, Hold on. Just, just... <laughs> all right. Who? Seriously though, who has a knife? I'm going. Well, I mean, they've got a chamber. They can heal you. I may as well cut out the cancer while it's there. Cancer, or whatever this thing is. I'm pretty sure horses aren't supposed to have this. Carter just starts mumbling to self. Join the military, he said. Make a man out of yourself. Oh, he said. I should have gone to work at Walmart. In all seriousness, you you have some sort of foreign growth. I'm going to. I turn to. I don't know. I get, is there any medical experts uh, of, uh, of, of the... It, you uh, see another one of these scientists, one who's... Um, he's of the reddish kind of brown... Looks more like the red panda type of the bear people that are there. And he goes, I can help you. My name is uh, Dr. Koo. Um, we can take your friend back to our laboratory an, an, an and see examine. if we can help. All right. Let's, uh, are you willing to go there, Carter? And Carter is like, no, I want to stay here and learn to play the ukulele. <laughs> I presume the rest of the SG team's going to go, or or yeah, you know, I mean, strategy. I mean, yeah. we're not just going to let some bear tear like. <laughs> rip Don't eat our back. friend. Don't eat our friend, please. If anybody's going to eat our friends, it's going to be either me or Liam. <laughs> um, would. Uh... Would the bear people be adverse to one of our team just kind of roaming around looking at the place? Um, as long as you ask, they shouldn't have a problem. There may be areas that may be off limits to you, but they don't have a problem with it. Okay, I'm just thinking Ringo has a plus three to perception and that whole, you know, kind of underestimate the Unas as the scaly dumb guy. Okay. So maybe 
while the healing's taking place, I can just wander around, see what I can see. Okay, then, so we will change scenes in just a moment. I just have to take a note here. I'm just putting a name down for you guys. All right, there we go. Okay, so um, where do we want to go? Do we want to follow with Liam or with Oringo and see what you people can see, or do you want to go to Dr. Ku's lab? Uh, I'm going since Carter's... I think I I have As to go leader. to the lab. Yeah, yes. you have to go to the lab, and I'm going to the lab because he's my goddamn responsibility as the team leader. Okay, so we will switch scenes to the lab, and then we'll come back with Oringo with a brief interlude. Okay, so you guys go down uh, this long hallway. It's starting to look very similar to where Carter was healed in the first place, which seems like it was more of a field healing facility to basically put people in and get them out fast. You go to a more advanced facility. There's operating tables. There are uh, more of those tanks, but they look more advanced. The liquid in them is a vibrant red this time and looks kind of like, I guess the best way to describe it would be the viscous nature of the mood slime from Ghostbusters 2. Um, it's a more advanced version of the healing slime that's so in like those a- tanks like a thick neon blood yeah like a thick neon blood it's compatible with most carbon-based life forms and i do say most um so dr ku uh takes carter and says would you please step on the table please and um put on this kind of gives you what would be like a lead vest like with what they would give you in an er and as i put this over you it will allow us to examine you a lot more closely and uh, dr ku asks um saul and uh, dr bob to come to this other room where they can look through this kind of like an imaging scanner screen and uh dr ku says uh all right carter human tori please don't move for the next minute um so Carter, I presume you're not going to move a friggin' muscle. Nope. Okay. So you feel this strange electrifying sensation flow through your body. It's almost like you walked into a room with high generation power. You can just feel it vibrating through the air. It kind of tingles. It kind of tickles. Um, and you feel a little lightheaded. So, uh, Ku, Saul, and Dr. Bob start looking through the imaging scanner and you start seeing microscopic uh, versions of his body start to come up on the screen. So you'll see basically it does like a 3d model of the body and you start taking away layers. You can take away his shirt, take away his skin, muscular, basically you can go through each of the systems in his body. So around the injection site, you do notice there is, something foreign definitely there and as you go as you zoom closer into it it kind of does this like i guess the best way to describe it might be a hologram pops out of the screen and you can manipulate it in the air like you can actually use your hands and turn it and examine it like an iron man with yeah Tony working on yeah table. it's very iron manny yeah so when you start examining it you start noticing Something has dug itself into the bone marrow of Carter Mm. and it's metallic in nature, though it's exact metallic metallicity 
is unknown. It's an unknown element that doesn't appear on any periodic table that the four me have. Um, does anybody here have a knowledge of science or anything like that? I guess Dr. Bob would probably be the most qualified. Oh, yeah. here. I will double check. I'm pretty sure I have. Because you would plus... understand basic science. Yeah, right? I have a plus two to science. Okay, so roll your science. <coughs> okay, one second. All righty. Rolly, 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 poly. And eight. Okay, so it doesn't look like anything upon the Unas understanding of science, which is a, admittedly very basic. And from what you understand of the Earthling science, it doesn't correspond with anything on their on uh, their stuff, Doctor Koo is going to roll his sciency bit, and he gets a eighteen, and he goes, "Well, this is strange," and he starts examining it. Zooms closer and closer, closer, closer and closer in, and you can see something in the bone marrow is emitting a very low frequency carrier wave, some kind of a transmitter. Oh, no. And I you're think, not quite sure I, what it's broadcasting. I think we need to remove your bones. And he I, doesn't move, how, but you just how, see his eyes buck open and look towards the rest of you. How attached are I, you to I your put, bones? I put, I put my hand on Dr. Bob's shoulder. No, we do not need to remove your bones. Even that one, you know, the spine. Does he really need the spine? <laughs> yes, he needs the spine. Oh, fine then. We'll find. Can we scoop it out with like an ice cream scoop? You see the dirtiest look on Carter's facing squarely <laughs> at Dr. Bob. Dr. Koo looks at Dr. Bob and says, What is ice cream? Uh, tasty cold. He nods his head. Okay. I, tell, tell me. Okay. Tell me. I'm wrong. Is is ice cream just not tasty cold? <laughs> it's true. It's tasty sweet cold. I mean. I mean. That's okay. Wait, okay. A snow, I, a snow cone is tasty if cold. You could read Carter's thoughts. He's like, I'm going to die by Doctor Ben and Jerry's. Christ. <laughs> You're going to get killed by the Coke Bears and ice cream. <laughs> ben and Jerry's uh, lizard cold flavor. Uh... So Dr. Koo examines it, goes, something is periodically emitting some kind of a carrier wave. Not much whatever it is is going out, but examining it a little bit further, um, he looks at it, goes, something is, I don't know. I'm going to have to take a sample uh, out of your friend's bone marrow. Um, he looks at... Uh, Dr. Koo uh, presses a button and a small floating machine comes out of the ceiling. It's very much like a drone, but it just kind of floats there. It instructs you in near perfect English, uh, Carter, and says, please hold still. You feel a small prick uh, near the site of the injection. You feel... It's not a pleasant feeling having bone marrow extracted from you. He's but doing uh, his best not to wiggle. So it, it grabs the sample, floats back into the ceiling, and then the drone then informs Dr. Koo sample should be examined within the hour. Within a cycle, it says. Mm. Dr. Koo says, okay, um, Mr. Carter, you may uh, take off the vest. 
Carter gets up, you know, takes the best off, lays it on the table, looks at Dr. Bob is, what is your obsession with removing my bones? I mean, I don't see what the big deal is. I need them. Saul just basically goes, don't worry, he does that to everyone. Humans are always whining about things. Oh, stop, you know, cutting me. Stop tearing me apart. I I need my bones. Like, (laughs) weak people. (laughs) All right. So, uh, Dr. Koo says, um, well, while we wait for the uh, samples to process through our supercomputer, um, is there anything else I can help your team with? Are there any questions I can answer for you? I'm going to assume once you've analyzed the sample, then we can figure out whether or not you can extract this stuff. Presumably he looks at it and goes, whatever this is, it seems to be anchoring itself to your bone specifically, which that is highly unusual. We've never quite seen this in, or at least in my 200 years, I've never seen anything quite like this. I'm going to turn into the goddamn Borg, aren't I? It starts to, he starts to kind of look at it and it's like, it's strange. It's almost like, and he just kind of shuts up for a minute. He goes, hmm. He goes, I'll be back in 15 minutes. I have to go consult something in my study. I'll be back. And he walks out of the lab. He's, something's definitely got his attention. Oh boy! The 3D I, I sw- scan is definitely still there. You can still play with it. I swear, mm. if if we look over at Carter and the black oil runs over his eyeballs, I'll be very upset. <laughs> oh, is this X Files or Supernatural now? Uh, well, so- when, I, when I when I heard that the little cuts out of their backs, I'm like, I was expecting him to be pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I, I I was fear this. It's like I've got microscopic gold in me, don't I? So while you guys are in the lab, we're going to switch scenes very briefly over to Oringo. So Oringo, you've been given pretty much free, free to wander the facility. Uh, there are certain areas such as the cryopod area is considered off limits to you just because there are families kept there. Um, Mm -hmm. but anywhere else you can wander. So the base is laid out. uh, When you came in, there was that huge atrium, which is kind of like the common area. Like I said, it's full of tropical plants. It's full of life forms. It's full of things that would facilitate long-term survival in a very harsh environment. And it's meant to simulate different biomes uh, Hmm. in the area. As you go and explore the area, certain areas are more temperature controlled, towards the kind of polar bear cast, which is, like I said, the soldier class. The mm-hmm. commoner cast is more of a temperate environment, like their environmental controls are very comfortable to what we would hear, what we would have in southern Ontario. And the elder cast is kind of, they can play with it however they see fit. It's highly uh, kind of variable. Um, and their quarters seem a little bit more upscale and posh than most and there are multiple guards sectioned outside people's rooms all right well uh not not, playing my cards close to my chest what i really want to kind of observe is how the cast system interacts and if it's if it's a good thing or you know i've I've seen too many sci-fi shows to uh just assume that the good guys something screwed up 
Yeah. Roll me your perception or insight or wisdom. Any number, mm. anything like that is fine. Okie dokie. Which, probably... by the way, I should also notice you haven't seen Selena since all this has kind of started. Mm, that's totally suspicious, too. I thought she was with us. Well, when, well, the question would be when we were separated. I guess oh. when we all went to the lab. Yeah, you haven't seen her since then. I only rolled a seven. <laughs> um, watching them, you don't notice anything too unusual. Basically, nothing that would stand out as highly unusual from observing the Tari or even from the Unas. You don't see them being as abused as a Guald would be to a like kind of slave race. You're not seeing anything terrible like that you might see maybe the polar bears are maybe treated a little bit more harshly than maybe they should be mm-hmm. that might be the only thing but this is a time of war so stress could very much play a role in this hmm. but uh, other than that you don't notice anything okay well that's reassuring slightly <laughs> all right so what else are you going to examine? I said you can pretty much go anywhere. Um, well, uh, having seen that everything is somewhat hunky-dory. Yep, on uh, the surface anyway. Maybe I go looking for Selena. Yes. Okay. Roll me perception. Okay. Ooh. With my plus three, I got a 20. Okay, so you start wandering towards the armory area of this base where where would the polar bear barracks sort of be? And you go down there, you see a bunch of the guys in various states of undress from their like uh, kind of power armor. Some people are just wearing their bottoms. Some people just have the outer shell ready to go so they can just kind of jump right back in. Um but as you go down to the weapons area of this place, um, you do find Selena and you see her talking with a, um, another, a, another scientist type, and you can hear welding sounds. Ooh. Like you hear that sort of thing. And, uh, you walk around the corner and you see Selena, being mounted into one of those power suit frames. Ooh, of, of her own free will or of her own free will. She's like, <laughs> she's like, yo, Oringo, check this out. Shiny. And the best way to describe her armor would, the best way to think about it is think of the fallout for power armor. That's would be a very good approximation of what hers looks like. I was okay, very, so- very worried that you were going to say she turns and goes, who are you? <laughs> she but, opens uh, her mouth and just like a dial tone scream so it's she, like a, a weaponized uh, salamander dive suit yeah the best way the you look off in the corner and you can see how they're making these things you see this giant uh, foundry like machine it'd probably be about a couple of bookcases tall mm-hmm. but you can hear all these whirring and buzzing noises and it seems to be a hyper-advanced 3D printer. Neat. So it can pretty much make anything as long as it has plans for it and specifications for it, given their future tech level. So she goes, um, 
yeah, they kind of said we need a little bit more uh, firepower. And, uh, well, I definitely volunteered. Probably should have told Saul. Whoops. <laughs> I'm sure he won't mind once he sees the suit. She goes, yeah, it's definitely going to give us uh, something to stand up against those Jaffa. But even I don't know if it's going to be enough. I haven't seen any of their more advanced weaponry yet. My people have stories of these tiger guards. She goes, what are you not telling me, man? I don't know. They seem to wipe the floor with us. When the ghoul emerged from the cursed swamp and took my people, we were spread like seeds across a galaxy. So our stories are fragmented, but they're tales of these tiger guards and mutilations to Unas and Jaffa alike. Hmm. She goes, well, hopefully we'll be able to mutilate them back. A guy walks around the corner, another one of the polar bears. He looks like he's seen some shit. You see part of his, part of his fur is missing. One of his eyes is missing. And he comes around the corner and goes, you must be the Tari team. You look, he looks you up and down. You are Unos, correct? Correct. Hmm. I might have something for you that might perhaps change, hopefully, all of our fortunes if everything works out right. He leads you down a uh, series of facilities. You see, like a bunch of, I guess the modern equivalent would be weapons cages. <laughs> Basically, you see various projectile weapons sort of thing stuff you've never seen before Mm. but he hands you something and it's a long rifle that looks like it would be built for someone of yours and dr bob's hands it would be equivalent to i guess a very small smg in your hands and carter's Mm. hands and saul's hands it would be like a assault rifle no nice and he goes, we have some of these. These seem to be effective against the Jaffa, but not the others that are traveling with them. These will be most useful. He goes, they only have approximately 50 charges in them, and then they have to be recharged, but they do seem to do damage against the Tiger Jaffa. We we'll call have them to make a- our shots count. We have noticed they disrupt electrical systems they seem to deal something to highly advanced electronics it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But for some reason, it hurts those, Jaffa. We've never been able to successfully capture a corpse to tell you why it works, but we know it does. It's enough to drive them off temporarily. The Tauri have a weapon they call electromagnetic pulse. Perhaps this works on the same principle. Hmm. So he hands you one of these things. Like I said, it's kind it has at the end of the weapon kind of looks like a pine cone emitter. Like it's like kind of wrapped in like a metallic shroud. Um, you see a digital counter, which does display how many shots are left. It's not quite in numerics that, that are earth-based, but if he said 50, he understands your numerical system. So you would just have to watch that counter. Mm -hmm. He goes, um, we, we issue these to our search and rescue teams, we can issue the we can issue some of these to your team. As for the power armor, your friend there seems to be the one who could benefit from it the most. She's familiar with piloting these machines made of metal, which sometimes I simply prefer my claws. He goes, we uh, we have reservations about handing over so much technology at once, but what the elders are not telling you is the situation is a lot worse than what you probably realize. Hmm. Your friend tells us that uh, the war against the Gwald and your people go well against ours. It does not. And they're looking for something. They didn't just come here by random chance. Your people do possess some superior technology. My gold lust after it, but there must be something more. Perhaps they seek the mother computer. That's the only piece of technology they haven't been able to get their hands on. They have all of our weapons tech. They have, they've kidnapped and killed some of our best and brightest, but the mother computer has never been captured. It is underground here with us. And it has been here long before us. If your people evacuate and leave the others in cryostasis, will the computer be defended? It has defended itself. We don't even know how old it is, but it has defended itself for millennia. Hmm. We would presume it would be okay. It runs most of the planet's infrastructure, but it lacks adequate defense against such an overwhelming force as Charmunda's forces have landed on this planet for quite some time and in great number. And that number only grows greater and greater each day. 
but I understand one of your other kind, the other Unas, disabled the gate when you came through. Yes. Dr. Bob was smart enough to have the foresight to yank a crystal. I would hope so, and not that he simply saw it and thought that it was shiny and took it. Hmm. He has a laugh at that and goes, that may be enough to prevent more of her reinforcements coming in from outside, but there is still something in orbit. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if she is here with them. Well, if she is here and the gate is cut off, unfortunately, we're also cut off from reinforcements. But with mm-hmm. your weapons and technology, we could make a stand. What I want you to do, if I had to choose, get the people out. The council can take care of itself. It's the civilians that need to be evacuated. As I'm sure you've been told, there's about 500 of us. 300 of those are families. And there may be more underground. I don't even know that. So that number could be much greater, but they look after themselves first and foremost as the bearers of wisdom to the mother computer. The Tauri are a compassionate people, so I would think that they'd certainly be willing to take your people. We'll have to consult with our commanding officer. Okay. So, with that in mind, we switch scenes back to the laboratory. So, probably about half an hour has passed, and Dr. Koo hasn't yet returned. What are you guys going to do in the meantime? Um, so, his... La- I, I'm assuming his office is right connected right to the lab, right? Uh, it's a fairly short distance away, but yes. Yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, how good, how good are you at sneaking, Bob? Oh, let's just sneak. I'm I'm like seven feet tall. (laughs) He's not not going to blend. I'm not, I'm not as sneaky either. Uh, minus one to stealth. (laughs) He's got very big clown feet. He's going to make sounds. (laughs) Right. Uh, like so I, t- we, I turn corners and, and constantly bang into the hallway doors and stuff. So, <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm like, hmm, I'm not that stealthy either. And then I, and then I just look at Carter and go, hmm. Carter looks at you and is like, yes, I am a darn sight sneakier than Dr. Bob. No offense, he looks at the doctor. None taken, as I'm like having to cower, probably because the the room ceiling is probably not that tall. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think our doctor is hiding more than he seems to be, or he knows more than he's letting on. Exactly. So why don't we try and? get a little bit more information. I'm down with that. All right. So what is your plan, boys? Can we, so, 
if we approach the door the Dr. Co went down, does it just automatically open or do you have to like touch a panel or something? Yeah, you do have to touch a a panel and it's very similar to the door that was at the entrance of this facility. There's something that looks for a blood reading or something similar, some of a biometrics and there is some kind of an energy component to it as well. There's a very light blue sheen over the door, which is some kind of a secondary force field. It doesn't look like it's going to kill you if you touch it, but it's not going to tickle either. Doctor, would you care to help me in an experiment? I'm assuming you're talking to me, Dr. Bob? Yes, Dr. Bob. Yes. Carter points the panel. Touch that, please. Okay. Uh, I will do that. <laughs> I will touch the panel. Thank you. And I go to touch the panel. All right. You touch the panel. <clears throat> Nothing happens. Experiment failed. All right. Moving on. <laughs> no. Hypothesis confirmed. <laughs> we need to be, I don't I guess our bio signs. If that would be the correct term, Carter's just kind of scratching his chin as you see the wheels in his head trying to suss this out. We either have to, we have to have the right biosignature or it reads, it's a biometric thing and it's reading our palms. Like we have to be in that system somehow. So, Okay, I pull out my clack blade and say, I'm going to go get a hand. <laughs> That's presuming you, we can leave you, the room, doctor. You want a hand? I can get a hand. You want a toe? I can get a toe. That's no problem. <laughs> I think we need a little more tact than that. Oh, well, I got a. Who needs tact when you got a clack? Clack blade. <laughs> Carter stickers at that. He's not wrong. He's. Yes, just, just, just picturing. Sorry, meta meta talk here. I'm just picturing going up to a random technician and going, uh, "I need your help for a second. And then they go, "With what?" And I just go, "Yeah!" And, ch- and chop off their arm. I'll I'll bring this back if I if I don't end up using it. <laughs> just, just, sorry, sorry, it wasn't useful. I can sew this back on. I'm good with many types of horses. <laughs> But but no yeah so uh, I'm I'm assuming this is up to the leader to figure out what we're supposed to be doing. So, uh, how how much tech how technologically advanced is this, and can it be hacked? So I'm gonna roll uh, engineering. Yep. Yeah. That is a seventeen. It looks like it probably could be hacked. It is looking for some kind of a biosignature, but it's just looking to cross-reference stuff on file, you would think. Basically, if you can insert yourself into what it's looking for, then it would probably just accept you. Hmm. I don't think um, any of us, have, like, I don't have engineering. I, I don't know if anybody, one of us is actually like a pure scientist or engineer. That a 12 investigation, Mike, is there like a lab coat or something resembling a coffee mug kicking around in here? Ah, uh, you did see a bunch of samples in the lab, actually. There's Ooh. just a bunch of random things. You don't know what they say because you don't speak that language. 
but yeah, there's tons of stuff just lying around in Dr. Ku's lab. Okay. Investigation again, since I don't have anything, that's just a flat roll. Come on, dice gods. Well, that's a five to find something. I was going to look for like some fur or something. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do a nut or one. All right, go ahead. Not any better. That's a seven. All right. As you both look around Dr. Ku's lab, you do see various, the earth equivalent would be like a Petri dish. And you do see several samples that probably are blood. You're not a hundred percent sure, but they look remarkably similar. But again, you don't know. Does any of it move when we pick up a Petri dish? Actually, Carter, roll me a D20. Mm-hmm. High or low? Uh, say high. Okay. That's an eight. As you move towards it, as you move your your hand towards one of the blood samples, something happens. You start to feel a bit of a tingle in your hand, and the sample almost seems to react to you in a very strange way. Like, like the sample doesn't quite jump out of the Petri dish, but it moves itself back against the wall of the Petri dish. Sort of like how when you blow. So it's cowering. Yeah. Like when you blow on a liquid with a straw, you know how it just kind of moves. That's how it moves. Carter, he doesn't jump and he looks at it. Like when the spider heads walking away in the thing, that total look of WTF on his face. Uh, Commander, I'm gonna, I'm going to proceed to do the same thing and see if there's a reaction. To you, no. Hmm, that's what I thought. Whatever, whatever's got injected in you is having a reaction to this thing. So I got the spawn of Satan in me, don't I? So what do you wouldn't put it past us? Okay. So Dr. Bob, you noticed this, how the sample moved. That Mm. shouldn't happen from something. that should be inert blood. I, I don't know about every species, but generally blood doesn't move on its own. And Carter's like, well, I've only seen that happen one time, and it didn't end well for Mr. McCready. <laughs> just and just 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 sort of low growling, mm, th- pondering thoughts. Uh, hmm. The real question is, how does it taste? Uh, (laughs) while dr bob does that like there's several of these petri dishes right mike yep several okay so so he kind of holds his hand out like he's trying to do a force push and just walks along the okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
you know, the different samples, do, do any of the others uh, have a similar or any reaction to Carter's presence? No, just the one. Hmm. Now we really have to find out if that blood tastes different than the other blood. And I'm guessing the Petri dish is written in a language we can't understand. Yeah, it's definitely definitely not something you're going to find on Google Translate. Before moving on, uh, I suggest each of us does the same and waves our hands in front of all the dishes to see if there's Mm -hmm. any reaction at all from any of them from anybody else. Good point. All right. As you start waving your hands in front of these uh, Petri dishes, um, one seems to come a little closer to Saul. And as the as Dr. Bob kind of puts one of his extendable or puts his claw towards one, the sample starts to move slowly towards him, but not as quickly as it did Saul. And that's the same sample or a different one? Different one. There are two. There are three samples. One of them re, re, reacted to Carter. The other ones are coming towards you two. But now, are they, for instance, we're each having our own sample coming towards us? Like, yes. So only one of each? Yes. Well, yours was going towards you. Mine ran the fuck away. Oh, no. Oh, no, what? Seriously, guys? I think your theory of nano nano borg indoctrination might be uh might be a little on the money i think there's ah crap is there an, is there a uh microscope anywhere in here or what would be the yes. equivalent of a microscope yes there right. is also I'm, that vest which would work very very similar if you could figure it out but is there just like a basic microscope that i can look at yes all right i'm gonna grab one of the vial that's not reacting to me okay maybe saul's one and I am going to look at it under the highest magnification that I possibly can. Okay. So roll me your science. Alrighty. He's rolling science now. Science, don't fail me now. And we are at 16. All right. As you examine it, you do, under the highest magnification, they do look like tiny robots. They seem to be attaching themselves to white blood cells and red blood cells, attaching themselves. And then they sort of, they're doing something, something you've never seen before, but they are attaching themselves. Can Carter uh, take a look at these things? I think we have an Akira situation. <laughs> but, but yes, I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. I know for sure blood isn't supposed to do that. So Carter takes a look. Did they look like uh, the replicator spiders, Mike? No, actually, you would say they're not entirely. There are some very basic similarities. Actually, everybody roll me a science. Everybody. And then I'm going to go back okay. to Oringo and Selena. Just a Se- straight roll. 17. Okay. Yeah. 15. 18. Looking at it between Saul and Dr. Bob and even Carter, there are some weird similarities to replicators, but it's almost like it was a proto 
replicator. Like somebody built the replicators on top of this. It's sort of like a Model T to a Ferrari. Like the tech is there, but it's something way different. Like somebody changed it. I'm, so, I'm assuming since we all rolled fairly similarly, our eyes all meet together and, and realize this isn't good, but it's not necessarily horrendous someone yet. Seem, someone looks like they're playing God. The real question is going to be, why is one being repulsed and why are the others? Also, I'm going to assume, and I mean, we could roll for it, but uh, a hypothesis I'm coming to as to why mine, uh, the vial that, or sorry, the the, uh, Petri dish that was reacting to me is reacting more mildly might be because... Uh, of my physio- physiological DNA that maybe I'm less susceptible to something. But it's quite clear that one is repulsing and that might be due to the foreign agent in the body or uh, something, something, something science. And I stumble and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> something, something science. I li- yeah. literally, literally, Dr. Bob says something, something science and walks away frustrated. <laughs> Can can I look at the sample that was like go, that went double time towards Doctor Bob? You can. Okay. Uh, so roll an investigation, or just when I look at it, does it look in any way organic versus the mechanical? Nano? Yeah, there are some biomechanical bits to it. Like it looks like something out of a comic book back on Earth. It's, it doesn't look like the so- replicator briefings you've ever been given so what you're saying is it looks because i remember just to be safe i looked at saul's one Mm -hmm. and carter's now looking at looked at saul's and is now looking at my vial do they do the particles or the or the entities look different no they are remarkably similar okay so so at least we've come to the conclusion that they they are not uh making a personalized Whatever this is, it's not a personalized uh, virus or attack. This is something that's a universal thing that if we can solve what it is, we'll solve it for all of it. Because we, we would be in a very different situation that would involve me wanting to burn down the whole building if each one of us had a personalized virus. No thank you. <laughs> yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to heat up this wire and stick it in the goo. But um, what are we i uh, i'm going to look back at the uh entity that's in Carter just the model and kind of see if we can compare it it looks similar to what's in the petri dishes but there's enough differences to say oh that's a model a1 that's a model a2 just as you're having this conversation, something happens, and uh, this is where we go back to Oringo. You're, you are knocked off your feet by a monumental explosion. Oh. Sweet egg. So, as this happens, you are knocked off your feet, and all the other formy soldiers start going for their weapons. They start going, what the f- fuck was that in their language and um alarm clacks and start kind of 
going off and um the bear uh war master is what i'll call him he calls himself gnaw says there's been a breach at one of the outer walls we have to go we have to go now are you with us we're with you all right so as he says that he um takes a brief pause goes into the barracks loads up into his power armor without his helmet grabs one of the um the new rifles off off a table and he says to you and selena so you are aware this may be an entirely one-way trip this is to buy the civilian time if they've breached what i think they've breached this is a one-way one-way trip for all of us so we all survive or we don't so as he says this, you will run down a very long hallway and then the hallway starts to get less and less advanced. Like it start, you start going into the rock face hmm. and as you enter, you start going down, um, cave, you start going down into a deeper cave, which is lit by emergency lighting and hanging, uh, kind of lantern sort of thing. And you see an, you see a energy barrier which is that blue shimmering uh force field you saw that was lowered at the beginning Mm -hmm. and there's just one wall being held by this force field and on the other side of the force field you can see probably about 10 to 20 jaffa firing staff weapons at it and each successive hit the wall starts to shimmer less and less and uh what are you going to do Uh, is Selena with me? Yep. She's, yep. She's in her armor. She's got her, uh, he's got, she's got this fancy bear like helmet on, which like I said, she looks like a giant Coke bear made out of steel. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So she's got this, uh, kind of, uh, this new fancy new rifle in her hand. She goes, okay, this is really weird. It's like piloting in a video game but I think I got this. This feels way different than the P90. He goes, you've got the most, uh, you got the most fight near soldier. What do we do? Should try and hold them off. Contact the rest of the team. See if they can reinforce us. All right. As you say that the force field falls, the Jaffa begin to uh, basically flood the cavern staff weapons start going off left and right the power fails the entire facility turns off and it's just being lit up by i think staff weapons fire like red energy is it yeah ready orangey yeah so you start seeing ready orangey flashes the weapons from the formy side start firing this blue um almost like a pulse beam like like a continuous laser shot at Mm -hmm. these things and some of the Jaffa guards are actually going down, but they're not staying down, but they are dropping. And then just at the end of the hallway, um, another explosion rocks. The rock face entirely blows out. And you start to see two bigger Jaffa guards and you see another, um, set of glowing white eyes in the darkness. And you see this only way to describe her would be another woman, but not the same one you saw on the surface. 
you see her dressed in this elaborate kind of um, dress. She's not wearing any armor. She does have a Gualt hand device looking at you. And she has this elaborate kind of headdress. She's probably East Indian, if I had to give her an ethnicity. And she has these incredibly, this incredibly dark black hair, but her eyes are glowing. And she says, I have come, give me what I want. And maybe you will live as slaves. And that's where we leave off this week. So what the hell just happened? Well, I guess you're all going to have to stay tuned to find out next. So that has been Stargate SG-1 Twig Tactical Weapons Integration Group. What's going to happen to the Formie? What's going to happen to Cha, Na, Dr. Ku, and the 500 or possibly more civilians that are trapped down here on this planet, on this moon? They have no escape with the Stargate. Dr. Bob has the lone capacitor. And uh, now there might potentially be an alien virus or more. Who knows? So for This Week in Geek, we have been coming at us from Kitchener. Uh, Alex playing Dr. Bob, who's thinking now maybe he should just shove the crystal into his head like Morty did and just (laughs) see the future. (laughs) I do as the crystal guides me. We also are joined from Saskatoon. Locutus of Borg. I mean, JT from Saskatoon. From next door. Ringo and Liam, and of course from the great land of UPS and New Jersey. All right, guys, we we will be back next week right here on thisweekingeek.net. And until then, Chevron's locked. Come on, Tilk, you got to move around a little bit. You got to dance. I do not understand. Are we preparing to dance or to do battle?